Marketing and selling is essential in your online business. And when you have the right strategies and mindset, you not only can make a lot of money, but you can change a lot of lives. Welcome to the Online Marketing Podcast, where we help course creators, membership owners, and coaches market and sell their offers. We're your hosts, Paul and Melissa Pruitt. Let's dive in and get started. Welcome to our special launch interview series, where Paul and I talk to successful online entrepreneurs about their launches. In this interview, we speak to Katie Horner. Katie shares with us about how she started her business from scratch in a new country and leaning into a new opportunity. In this interview, Katie shares some of her list building strategies, including being really unique and sharing your own unique gifts and talents with your audience in order to attract the right people. This is something she strongly believes in, and she shares a lot of tidbits and nuggets of information in this interview on how you can stand out with your audience. So let's go ahead and listen to Katie's interview. So Katie, super excited that you are here today. We have been involved. We keep bumping each other in like masterminds and live events and fun things all the time. And it's just so such an honor for you to give us a few minutes of your time today so we can kind of dig some goodness out of you. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Excellent. Um, so before we dive into all the things, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about who you are, who you serve, um, and a little bit about your business? So I serve flamingo business owners. <laughs> and for me, that means those who are struggling to have the courage to be authentically them in business. My business is the Flamingo Advantage. We take our inspiration from the flamingos and uh, help our people be able to be who they are on the inside and let that show on the outside to leverage that in their business and serve their people. And so they tend to be online entrepreneurs, have an online business of some sort, lots of different niches represented, but we're helping them up-level their marketing and their client experience so they can make more of that impact in the world that they were created to make. That is awesome because we're we're in such a day and age where authenticity gets thrown around a lot, but then at the same time, like, I think people almost think like they have to be somebody else or something else in order to like shine online. And then that's not, we've seen it through the years where that just burns people out because that authenticity just makes it so that people are actually, because I I know for us, like we see people online and then you meet them in person. You're kind of like, huh, that's not who I thought they were. So so it's great that. It's great that you're on that mission. Now, that is your version of today, right? So where you're at today. Now, how how did this come to be? Like, were you doing this forever or did you wake up one day and you're like, you know what, I'm going to lean into like online marketing? Yeah, no, I was was never supposed to be in business. I was headed to the mission field since I was tiny. Uh, I was going to be in full-time ministry and I was in full-time ministry for about a dozen years. And it was in that full-time ministry that I learned to stuff all the fun parts of me down inside and be more concerned about the mission. You know, we were told that you shouldn't do anything to distract from the mission. And so the bright colors that I loved, the fun hair pieces and the pins I used to wear as a teacher, like all of those things were things that I was told distracted from the greater mission that we were there to do in ministry. And so when we switched to business, which was, you know, obviously I'm shortening the story quite a bit, but we found ourselves in Mexico essentially without a ministry to speak of and without a desire to go back to the States and without any income, had to do something. And so we started a business, which was a, a curriculum business in the Spanish homeschool realm. And then a few years into that, we started coaching. And as I began coaching, one day I showed up for a class 
I had littles at home. It was like hundred percent humidity here in tropical Mexico. My hair was a mess. I was late and I had to turn the video on and start teaching in like 90 seconds. Right. So I grabbed my daughter's headband and stuck it in my hair. And everybody's like, Oh, I love the flower headband. That's so pretty. Right. And I was like, okay, whatever. And taught the class next week. I showed up without the headband, a little more prepared. And everyone's like, well, Katie, where's the flower? We love the flower. And so I started wearing it more often. And as I did, it was like, God was showing me how much he delighted in the way I felt when I wore the flower and how different of an outlook I had when I felt pretty, when I felt fun, because that was who I was on the inside. And so I started wearing it more often just as my own personal reminder that I get to show up and be me today. And then when God brought the flamingos into our world through another story in our family, it was just another confirmation that not only Katie, but lots of other people out there in the world need to know that it's okay. It's, it's more than okay. It's necessary that we be who we are on the inside and the outside. And whether that's just the fun part of you or whether that's bringing your faith into your business or whether that's authentically, you know, finding joy in what you know you were created to do, that's what it's all about. Oh my gosh. That is just, that is wonderful. I, I haven't, I hadn't heard the whole story about the flower and the hair. Cause that's like your signature look. And yeah. it's really cool to hear how that came about and just how it's snowballed from there. And it's, you've created this whole entire business about that uniqueness with yourself. I, I just love that. And helping other people find that uniqueness in, in themselves too. I love that. Love that. Now I'm just wondering how long did it take before you start buying your own headbands? <laughs> uh, <sounds> like you... <laughs> well, you know, I have one in every color now, so yeah. <laughs> um, the collection has morphed. <laughs> so in that hairband moment, though, you were already online at that point. Um, yeah. So we could somewhere in that story, though, there was a moment where you launched for the first time mm-hmm. and you've never done it before. Can you bring us back? I'm not sure which iteration of your business, if it was in the curriculum or, you know, if it was in the business coaching, like where you were in that phase where you discovered and learned about the whole concept of launching itself. Well, I'm probably the flower happened before we knew about launching as we are talking about it today. We started our business in 2011 officially. Um, That was when we created the first set of our curriculum. We ended up with eight grade levels of literature-based homeschool curriculum, which didn't exist before us in the Spanish language, which is kind of a cool thing. But I don't know that we ever officially launched that in the way we think of launches today. We put it out there. We had an email list. We were growing. We we spoke at events and went to homeschool conferences in in Mexico. And we we hosted an online conference for Spanish speakers, which is probably one of the first ones that ever happened. But it wasn't until 2018, 2019 that we really started launching. And by then we were into our coaching business. Mm-hmm. And so with the, the launches of our, our courses and our coaching programs, that's, uh, you know, obviously I got my hands on the launch book by Jeff Walker. Then we got introduced to some of the other online marketers in the space and started going to their classes online, started going to some live events and learning from them. And so it was probably back in 2019 Actually, it is 2019 is the first time I have data from a launch that I did, right? So I I, tell, I was supposed to be in ministry. I was never trained for business. So we weren't even tracking numbers until 2019. That was when we first launched one of our courses in the official launch way. <laughs> so with that launch, tell us, can you go back and tell us what that was like? Um, how did you feel? How did it go? That experience? Yeah, so... 
we had a list of about 5,000 people at that time. So we, you know, we'd been do growing our list and just emailing and, you know, putting offers out independently of each other every now and then. But when we actually put an official launch together with a, a launch email sequence, I think we ended up with about three sales at that point. So that very first launch early in 2019, the first one we tracked anyway, we were offering a $2,000 course and we made three sales. So like a 0.06% conversion or something like that. But it was enough to know we were on the right track. And this was something that we really enjoyed doing in terms of getting our work out there. And it was enough to make us stick with it and keep doing it. Thank you for being open about those numbers because we talked to a lot of people that start off with zero lists and then they launch and they have like results like that. But to hear, because Melissa and I's story also is like, we, we were selling some things online. We were doing some speaking in the photographer niche years ago and our list size actually was pretty decent. But when we actually like went all in on the actual launch concept, we had like two people buy into like a membership offer yeah. and yeah. it was very, you know, it's like, wow. So people see the snapshot of like where we are today. But just list size itself doesn't guarantee that you're going to have like this big, huge, massive win on a launch because there's still a lot of nuances that you learn yeah. every time you launch. And I think you have that perspective over time. So I'm just I'm just curious if we if we actually looked in snapshot like on what you did on that first launch, and then we fast forward to maybe like one of your more recent launches that that you've gone through. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the things that you think have evolved uh, over that time? that is a little different, that probably has gotten you different results now than that original three people that you got? Well, I think one of the things, my list is still around the same size. We're about 6,500 to 7,000 right now. We've kept it small because we've kept it active. And so we're regularly cleaning the list. And that's one of the things that I think people overlook and you know, my philosophy is if they don't want to open and engage, I don't want to keep paying to send them stuff that's just annoying them, right? So we take them off the list if they're unengaged after three to six months, then we put that list back into the database, like in our Facebook ads or something. So we can retarget them in the future and try to re-engage them and get them to, to join again of their own accord rather than just continuing to annoy them. So the email list, like keeping that active and cleaned has been good for us because we don't have exorbitant email bills and we're able to keep it active and have better open rates and things. Then the other thing is that that first launch was just emails. Like I literally had found a template somewhere for this series of five to six emails and I followed the template and sent the emails and I didn't have a lot more information about that. Now, you know, I've got four years of diving deep into the launch world and the launch strategies, all of the events we've gone to and the trainings we've had. And the, let me see here. I think we've done somewhere around 50, we've done 54 launches in four years to 22 different products. Wow. Okay. So (laughs) we've had some, (laughs) yeah, we put some experience to it, right? And we kept testing things. And so now our launches look like a free class that we teach live. And then we turn evergreen to continue to grow the list with it and get people interested to bringing them to a Facebook group, to nurture them, to bringing them to webinars or something like that, to opt in, to buy a ticket to a live event where we make an offer. And then we follow that up with an email sequence. So 
you know, it's a lot more evolved or a lot more, there's a lot more moving parts to it now that I didn't even know existed when I started with that first one. That's, that's really interesting. And thank you for sharing also about cleaning the list. Um, in the real world, I used these days when we coach people, we're like, you know, that all those extra people on your list that don't do anything, that's like people loitering in your parking lot in the, in the front of your business. It's like, they're not <laughs> buyers. They're not coming in the store. They're not interacting, but they're taking up parking spots. And it's just something a lot of us don't think about that. We just, this vanity metric, I think a lot of people caught up in, you know, because it's interesting because when you said that, it was just like, okay, five, you know, several years ago, you had this 5,000 person one. Oh, you probably have like triple the amount now, but because you are cleansing it and just keeping the active people there, I think that's so vitally important because a lot of us um, have probably way more people on our list than should be there. Mm-hmm. And they're just like virtually loitering, you know, on. Yeah. On list. And, you know, if you're selling sponsorships or you're selling, selling emails to your list or something like, like people are paying you to send something to your list. I think that's where it might be worth it to, to continue to keep those people on a longer basis or maybe not purge as often. But if it's just promoting your own stuff, you really want active people. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. So now that you have the data, you've done a lot of launches, you've put the reps in (laughs) for anyone that's going into a launch, what advice would you give them? I think the big, the best advice I have is like, it's not over till it's over. Launches are notorious for not going the way you expect them to, no matter how many you've done or (laughs) how much you think you're doing right. There's just so many changes in the market and in the it, and in the online space and in the politics, like everything affects everything. And so my attitude going into a launch is just, it's not over till it's over. And like, yes, I set goals and yes, I set God goals of how many conversions we want to have and, and how many people we want to welcome into the program. But I hold those goals loosely because I have no idea how this is going to go. And even though I've been collecting data and I can see trends and I can see this maybe worked better than that did the last time in terms of strategy, there's still no way to know how this is going to go. So all I can do is what I can do because I have absolutely zero control over who's going to actually push the button and put in their credit card information. Right. And so my thing is like, we make the best laid plans that we can. And then every day throughout the launch, we're asking ourselves, what else can we do? 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 And the pre-launch and then the actual launch of making the offer and then the follow-up and answering the questions and all of those things, like it's not over until it's over. And once we've exhausted every last possible thing, like that's when it's over and when we'll finally start collecting data. But sometimes our data doesn't all sift out until two or three weeks afterwards, because we're still doing follow-up conversations with folks that were interested or something like that. And so, you know, um, Barry Bumgardner says no sleep till Brooklyn. And it's kind of that idea that like, we're just going to give it all we've got every single day until we know there's absolutely nothing else we could do because we know people need this. We love Barry as well. And it's something, it's interesting because I, when you were speaking about this, it reminded me back some lessons that we had on, on the launch a few years ago. Number one I learned is I should not schedule a launch during a family vacation. Uh, that that <laughs> yeah. was a very, very big mistake uh, that, that I made. And that and your vacation again. for afterwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we were in the U.S. We were down at the Outer Banks uh, for a week with some friends. Uh, we got a nice big house. 
And I was doing those, those PLCs, those pieces of content for launching each of the days. And we leaned in at that time, we went all in, we had like $8,000 in ads. I think I was so insecure about that. I think I told Melissa it was only a thousand dollars that we spent, you know, at, at the time it was a really Point big number two. Don't lie to your wife. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's lesson number two, but we went all in. And then the first day, cause that was the one that we like really went all in on a launch. And the first day we had one sale. We opened cart and we had one sale. And we cry. I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I cried. It was it was an ugly cry moment. It was like she had it was near break. I wouldn't say breakdown, but but it was like close to yeah. It was a really bad, bad day. And like we said, it's not over until it's over. Yeah. So it just like it was a tough night to go to bed. But then when we woke up, I was just like, you know what? I gotta put the foot on the gas here. I gotta figure this out and I gotta keep leaning in versus like giving up on, on the first. And that by the end of that launch, that was like $135,000, $140,000 launch mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just the one sale on it. Cause everybody says like, all oh, the sales are going to come in on, on the first day. And we had one. <laughs> so it was like, Oh my goodness. You know, but that perspective though, that, that made us like, Oh, we need to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to just keep doing what we're doing, no matter what the numbers are saying in the moment. And I think you sharing that just like brought me back to that mm-hmm. moment of just no matter what, there's something that's going to go awry. There's something that's going to happen. We've had Facebook lives disconnect. We've had live streams where we're interviewing people disconnect. We've had like volume issues, like people can't hear us. We do a lot of traveling. We've had like internet connections in general, supposed to be on it in five minutes and we don't even have internet, like running around trying to figure it out. We end up in a cafe down the street real quick to <laughs> be able to go live. Yeah. You know, so there's there's always something I think to be learned every time that we launch. Now, thinking about that, so for us and for where you're at, it's like we figured some things out as far as attracting clients, like in you know either building our list or coming into our launch. If if we were to, if I can maybe have you think about like what's something that you could give it advice to somebody that might be watching or listening to this right now on how they potentially could attract clients into their launch. If you have any advice. I think, again, authenticity, like being you and just being able to really leverage your your uniqueness. Like, what is it that makes you different? There's lots of other coaches in the business space who are Christians or are have faith, per faith personally, right? But there's not a lot of people who mix it into their business teaching the way I do. So that's what makes me different. What makes you different, right? Like, it's, it's hyper accentuating that in the things that you do. Now that doesn't mean everybody who works with me has to have a personal faith or use it as vocally as I do in business, but those are the people that I attract, right? And and so not being afraid to leverage that in the space that you're in is super important. Then for me, that looks like videos um, primarily. Uh, our YouTube channel is growing and we're using the videos on our social media platforms you know, tracking those video views so we can retarget those people with invites to our group, which then becomes an invite to the next training or event. I think really just letting people resonate with what what it is that makes you unique. Because here's the thing, if I can allude to the flamingos again, every flamingo has their own voice, right? So they all look the same. It's hard for us as humans to tell them apart, but every flamingo has its own unique voice, the tone or whatever it is with which they speak. So the, the mates recognize each other. They recognize their kids that way, right? Well, guess what? You and I have our own unique voice too. Not everyone is going to resonate with Katie. Some of them need Paul or Melissa, right? And vice versa. 
And so your people are out there listening for your voice. And if you're trying to be just like all the other flamingos, you're going to blend in and nobody's going to recognize you and be able to come to you. And so embracing that and leveraging it with where you are and really having that confidence to say, yeah, this is how I'm different. And this is who I help and being able to call them to you so they can resonate with your voice and come into your little flock, right? And be able to be fed with what you're giving. I think that's super, super important. And I think it's something that, you know, oh, I want to, especially when we're growing, we want to be like whoever is the best, right? Like I've done that. I want to learn from the best. Who, who is where I want to be? How can I learn from them? But learning from them and trying to be them are two totally different strategies. I think you need to learn from them and you need to adapt it to your voice so that you can, you can be unique. Oh my gosh. That's such solid advice. And and it's so true. It's, it's that uniqueness that makes you stand out. It differentiates you from the market and it's what attracts the perfect people in, into your world with the offers that you have. So I love that. Um, and it's not to say you can't use templates or you can't yeah. <laughs> you know use similar strategies, right? But it's, it's really embracing and leveraging that piece that's yours. Wonderful. Wonderful. So you've shared so much advice so far and going, if we were again to rewind back to the beginning where we started and you were to kind of look at that younger version of yourself, just getting into this world, what advice would you give that Katie knowing where you are now? What advice would you give her? I would say probably the best thing would be to in number one, invest in yourself but to invest in yourself in community. Um, That has been the biggest thing for growth. And it has been the thing that was a little bit more expensive at the start, right? And so it was something that we delayed doing. And I think every time we've grown, it's been because of the people we surrounded ourselves with and the knowledge and the experience that they were able to share with us. And so I think, you know, for somebody just starting out, it's important for you to, yeah, get the training. And yes, you need to invest in the tools and things like that. But more than that, you need to be investing in you because that's the best investment and surrounding yourself with the people who can believe in you when you're struggling, who can direct you when you don't know where to go, who can share, you know, the latest and greatest and the, you know, what's working now across the board and things like that. Like that's been super, super important to our growth and we should have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. And that, that's so interesting you say that because a lot of times when we're coaching, we get people that are finally making that type of investment, just like you have people that invest in your programs. And it's like they, up until then, they've leaned on the collective wisdom of people inside of a free Facebook group to basically guide them in their business. <laughs> and it's like, and most of those peers have not had the success that they want to have. So it's challenging sometimes in that. Now, coming into investing though, if if we could, because I think, I think a lot of times we take for granted the knowledge that we gather and the experience and the perspective that mm-hmm. we gather through time. So if we like to jolt people uh, that come on the show and just ask, you know, if, if you, if we'd still take that wisdom that you have now, but we go back and we actually clear out your bank account, we clear out your savings, we clear out any income that's coming in and you started off with $500 and that's all you had to invest like what moves would you take with that 500 to invest in your business to, to regrow it again? I think I would invest in a coach. Mm. Like I, if it's an hour or two hours or like somebody who is further ahead than you, who can give you some wisdom on what steps to take next. Money is a renewable resource. I've come to learn. Uh, time is not 
right? So don't waste the time trying to figure it out on your own because you can't get that time back. Like go to somebody who knows and invest the time there so that you can reap the dividends to keep growing. It's interesting. That's the first time I heard somebody say that. And I love that, especially where we're always surprised. Some people that are like you think are almost untouchable, you probably could get an hour of their time for at that amount or less. Uh, and that always sometimes it's buying them dinner or yeah. you know, you never know. That's that's true. Dinners are not that much more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, this has been wonderful. You've shared um so much about your journey. Before we wrap up, is there any final um closing thoughts, anything you want to leave our audience with about launching, starting an online business, anything that you'd like to share with them? I think probably the biggest thing to take away from today is just to continue to leverage your uniqueness and lean into that. Um, also, it, it just like an add-on would be to stay relevant, mm-hmm. right? Because you can leverage your uniqueness and be so unique, nobody wants anything to do with you. And you can be unique in a way that's relevant to the people you're trying to help if you can listen into what they're doing and what conversations they're having in their heads, right? And so again, with market changes happening so quickly and things evolving so fast in our society today, it's super important that we are not just, you know, crazy pink weirdos out there. Like (laughs) we've got to also be relevant too. like, here's how I'm different. And here's how that applies to you. Here's how I can help, right? Always bringing it back to our people and how we can best serve them and being able to express in language that they'll understand what the benefit is for them to be able to work with us. And so leverage that uniqueness, stay relevant. That's how you're going to change the world. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh my gosh. Uh, Katie, I know um, people are going to want to follow and connect with you. So please share with us um, how they can do that. The flamingoadvantage.com. That's home to everything we've got, the book and the podcast and the trainings and all of it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing everything, your journey, um, all about the uniqueness. I, every time I talk to you, I want to go research more about flamingos. It's just, it's really, it's just, it's the coolest thing and just how you uh, incorporate it into your brand. And I know our audience is just really going to appreciate everything you've shared about your journey. So thank you again for yeah, joining thank us. Yeah. Thank you. thank you. Thanks for having me. If you would like to work with us and our team to help you snap up more sales and incredible clients with a stellar marketing strategy that works, go to AdaptiveMembership.com and sign up for our wait list. We have a limited number of spots in our exclusive program to set you up for success and take action. We're waiting for you at AdaptiveMembership.com.